Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Well, this is Cat Lee, and today we have Amanda White from the blog Oh Amanda on the Inspired to Action podcast. And we're going to be talking about everything from her motherhood story, her blogging story, a couple ebooks she's written. And y'all, I have not read many blogs that are as inspiring to me as hers. She has a passionate heart for us to impress our kids with the Word of God, and she does it in really fun, really creative ways. And if I had a crafty bone in my body, I would want it to be just like hers because she does the most fun, creative, intense stuff with her kids that is so fun and even inspires me, and I am, like, pathetically uncrafty. So here we are, and Amanda, why don't you just say hi? Hello, Kat, you cracked me up. You don't have to have a crafty bone in your body, but you still impress your kids. I know you do. <laughs> well, w- without without much craft except for the ones that you actually inspire me to do. And when I do it, <laughs> you know what? My kids love it. They love it. And so I just need that kick in the pants to get over the hump of my own lack of craftiness. To, Somebody to told it. me that being creative is not really about being creative. It's just about concealing your source. And that's really what I do is I just copy creative ideas from other people. You don't have to be creative yourself. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I'll have to remember that. Pinterest probably needs to be a bigger source for me. Yes. Well, I want you to tell me a little bit about your motherhood story. Tell me a little bit about your family and what inspires you to impress your kids. Well, I grew up as a children's pastor's kid, and there's hardly, that's a very small group of people that would grow up with their parent being a children's pastor, but my mom started working in a church, um, I, I don't even know, when I was very little, and so I've always been around ministry to kids, and so that means I was on puppet teams and drama teams and, you know, just worked in the church all the time, and that was really like, I felt like it was my only one skill. Even when I went to college, I'm like, well, I don't really know what I want to major in because I don't really do anything except for like work with kids. And um, so I think that just started off that that seed inside of me of um, wanting to, you know, introduce kids to Jesus. And then my husband and I were, if you want to call it children's evangelists, and we would travel around and be special guest speakers at kids camps or churches and do big performances and shows with you know, music and magic and puppets and everything you can imagine. Um, and then when I had my, and then we were, of this. I'm sorry, we, we need to see a vlog of that. I think at some <laughs> point in time, I want to see music and dancing and puppets. Well, no, there was no dancing. There was no dancing. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. Um, go ahead. When I saw the guys from what's in the Bible, when I saw Phil Vischer from what's in the Bible at a loom, mm-hmm. I stopped him and said, I just have to talk to you about being a puppeteer because there's not many of us and I need to hear your story. And so I talked to him for about 10 minutes about it. I'm like, we have mutual friends. Wow. That was kind of fun. I, I would imagine in a small Christian puppeteer world, you would have <laughs> mutual friends. I know. I'm, we're scaring people now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so what was I going to say about that? So uh, my husband and I were also ch- children's pastors ourselves, and we helped plan a church, and then we worked in another kind of mega church. And I, we loved, you know, helping kids know about Jesus, and we felt like we were doing the most important job in the world because I you know, we were raising kids for the Lord. And then when I had my daughter, I just couldn't be away from her. And I couldn't imagine anyone else pouring into her except for me. And so we kind of left the whole church world and I became a mom to two little kids, you know, and I I just kind of those things 
collided for me as a mom to impress my kids and raise my kids for the Lord. Um, but I just sort of had that background of doing things big <laughs> the way churches do. So yeah. that's where it all kind of comes from. I love hearing people whose background combine so well with motherhood. You know, people who are teachers yeah. or, or like you. I mean, what awesome skills to invest into your children and to be able to carry over into motherhood. That's my, my major in college was telecommunication. Right. What, what do I do with that? <laughs> You're doing it right now. I don't telecommunicate <laughs> with my children very much. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so you become a mom, you have two kids. Where in this journey do you start blogging? And why? Well, at our last church experience, it was actually kind of a bad experience. And all I wanted was to get away from there and live a normal life and not be in ministry. And I was reading a blog <clears throat> by one of my friends that I met on a message board. And I fell in love with her. And I wanted to be her. And I wanted to have her normal life. And so I just started blogging um, really after we got out of our church and we came back home to Atlanta. And I just started writing because I thought I was going to write a book one day. And that mm. makes me laugh because I don't really want to do that anymore. But um, I thought I needed some time to like practice writing every day. So it's kind of how it started. And was that O Amanda? That was O Amanda. And, and I did have I did have like the mom blog before that because all my family lives all over the world. And so I did have that. But like the real blogginess started when I started O Amanda and thought I wanted to write a book. <laughs> and then you started another blog called Impress Your Kids. Yes, I did. And it was kind of a secret blog at first. It was really just an accountability for me to teach Lydia, my daughter, about um, to teach her scriptures, actually, because she came home one day with a little magnet from church and it said, like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And so we like read it once or twice, put it on the refrigerator. And then a few days later, she, we were making a card. She loved to make cards when she was little. And I mean, she was like one. And but Anyway, she would love to make cards, and so she was making one for her dad, my husband, and she was saying, it was supposed to say, like, I love daddy or whatever, and so, but she started saying, um, I love daddy, love God with all your heart and all your soul, or whatever. She was quoting the magnet, and I thought, oh, my daughter can memorize scripture. I didn't know it. So I, right then I said, i got to start teaching her scripture. She's got to know scripture. And it was really just the journal of that, and I was doing it along with the alphabet, you know, like, a, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We didn't do that one. We did the gentle answer turns anger away. Um, and then after a while, when I started looking for things to help me with that, I couldn't find anything. So I said, man, maybe people might want to know about this, what I'm doing. And so I kind of started putting it out there a little bit more. Well, I love what you do. I love all those practical, simple, and fun tools that you have out there. So so you had Oh Amanda, and then you had Impress Your Kids, and then you, what happened with the two of them? <laughs> well, I, I, when I started blogging, I, somehow it was a, that right time where, you know, companies started paying attention to you and would give you free things and take you on trips. And so I sort of got into that whole, like, I, I did some stuff with Pampers and Disney World and, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know, just between those two um I felt like my two blogs were really two different parts of me. There was like this hmm. funny, oh, Amanda, who did like stuff. I, I don't even know what I did. I talked about Lost and talked about Disney World or whatever. And then there was this really passionate part of me of Impress Your Kids 
And it was just really hard for me to do two blogs that were so different. Well, and you posted like 12 times oh, every did. day or something. I posted, one, I posted six times a day on both of them. What was I thinking? <laughs> you have a book. <laughs> so anyway, I just started getting to the point where I was sort of hating both of my blogs. Like it was just a real, it was really stressful for me. And oh, it, I mean, it's such a long story. I don't want to bore you, but I finally talked to some people, talked to my husband. And I, like when I would go to church, I would sit in church and I would literally think in my head, close down, oh, Amanda, close down, oh, Amanda, close down, oh, Amanda. Like it was just something that was just so strong on me that something was not right with them. Nothing sinful or weird. I'm not talking about any of that. Right. Um, just like focus. And mm-hmm. so I talked to Squee, which is Holly Girth and, um, yeah. and Stephanie Bryant. And we did um, some exercises about branding and about really what it was, it was about passion and what my focus is. And once we started talking about that, we realized, I realized that what I really, really want to do is, I like to talk about myself clearly, <laughs> Amanda, I mean, but I really, really want um, to be able to share with people um, how they can impress God's word on their kids' hearts without stressing them out and that they can make an eternal difference in their kids. They don't have to leave it to chance. I feel like a lot of parents are just like, oh, well, I'll take my kid to soccer so they can get exercise, and I'll send my kids to school so they can learn stuff, and I'll take them here to do this, take them here to do that. Oh, and I'll drop them off at church so they can learn about the Lord, and they just hope it all turns out right. But for me, for me, I think parents need to know, you were chosen to be your kids' parents and to lead them to the Lord. And you don't have to do it with crafts. That's just how I work. But I, I, regardless, there are easy things that you can do and purposeful ways that you can raise your kids for the Lord. And when you do put them on that track, they will not part from it. I mean, God's promised that. So mm-hmm. clearly I'm passionate about that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so is that the vision going forward to focus on that or... Yeah, um, there's some little words on the top of my um, new blog header on oamanda.com, and it says, um, God lover, kid wrangler, life share. And so I want to share my life because I, I, I like to talk about fun things, and I want to feel like I'm friends with my blog readers. But really what I want people to know is that I'm a God lover and how that um, relates to wrangling my kids around just in life, but really to lead them to the Lord. And I really want to create experiences for parents to help them impress, uh, you know, make an influence in their kids' spiritual life. Because it's what I want to do, and I just want to share that with other people. Yeah. So you started off the new version of Oh Amanda mm-hmm. with a, a, a bang. You did actually write a book. and I, A little you, yeah, and it's called Praying God's Word for Your Kids. Tell us a little bit about that and what you know people <laughs> listening can learn from it and glean from it and how they can get it. Okay, well, you can get it for free. You just have to sign up um, for email updates from my blog, and then you get a little link in the bottom of your email, and you can download it. It's a PDF, and it's so cute. I love it. it. My brother for me. He's at buzzhive.net if you need someone. And... Um, Really what it is, is a few, I don't even know, maybe a year or two ago, I started reading Stormy O'Mardian's um, Power of a Praying Parent. And of course, I'd heard that about that book for years. I think it came out when I graduated from high school. So I had known about it. 
but I, I feel like I'm not really a great prayer warrior. I don't know how to do all that. And I'm not like having like devotions, like, like on my knees for hours a day. And I don't know. That's just not me. I, I don't get it. Like, let me go. I'm more of like the worker bee person. And let me just go work on something straight in chairs at the church or pick trash up or, you know, let me do something. Praying is not like my gifting. So after I read that book, I was so literally empowered by that book. Clearly the name was appropriate. And I, I just loved it. I loved it. And it was just so much scripture and I am passionate. I really feel like if you are, God's word is, is alive and you need to use it when you pray. And so the, those, those prayers in Stormy Amardian's book just changed the way I feel about prayer, about my kids, just about everything. And I was also reading Power of a Praying Wife along with that. And then I read, um, after that, I sort of like got into this, like, oh, I have to read everything about prayer. <laughs> so I read Mark Batterson's Praying Circles Around Your Kids. Loved that one. I just read another one called, it's almost the exact same title, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children or something like that by Jody Burnt, B-E-R-N-D-T, which was fabulous. And of course, Brooke McLaughlin's Warrior Prayers and just all different things like that. And I felt like the only, nothing's missing from them, but the only thing that I have to offer about prayer is I don't want my kids to just know that I sit in my closet and pray. I want them to know what I'm praying. Mm. And so in this book that I wrote, there's just a little story for me, very tiny story. And then there's some scriptures that go along with this theme. And there's a prayer that I took a bunch of scriptures and just kind of mashed them up all together to turn them into a prayer. And then there's an activity for you to do with your kids about one of those scriptures in that prayer. And my whole point in that is mm-hmm. I want to say to, to know that I'm praying something specific about them and that it is a standard that God has for us. So, um, for example, the one I'm, I'm going to post um, some scripture a little post about a little printable art for it. And the scripture is Romans 8, 5, which says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what their sinful nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Now, my six and four-year-old do not understand that. But when we do an activity about that, about, and the activity is so fun, you play follow the leader. Um, But when you're the leader, you're a really bad leader and you like lead them into, I don't know, the wall or like into the mud or just like a terrible thing and just be the leader. And then, you know, when they lead, clearly they're going to be a better leader. And you can talk about following different people and following different things. So I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but the point is that um, I want them to know what I'm praying for and that it is open for them. That they're saying, okay, look, mommy is praying that I will live in accordance with the spirit. And that's like a normal thing that they know. And um, then along with that, I made some scripturable, scriptural, printable scripture <laughs> art. That's you just available. made a new word. Yeah, I did. That's on my Facebook page. You can download it and then just hang it up because I'm, I'm a big fan of having scripture on your walls because it helps you remember um, to pray it, to say it, to memorize it. And, um, I, I hang it up all over the place, even if it's just like me writing it down on a piece of paper and hanging it up on the wall. Um, I just want it to be like sort of breathing in and out scripture in our home. Yes. So the activities that we do and the things we talk about and, and the things on our walls, I think that's really important. And I want my kids to know it and not just know that it's something mommy does. I want it to be a whole family thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. That is just good 
good stuff. I especially like what you're talking about, about just putting it up all over the house, making sure our kids know what we're praying for for them and really bringing them into that and modeling it for them and, you know, walking through, bringing them alongside us through what we're doing and through life. I I think that's, I love that. I love that. I'm really inspired. I, I, I have awful handwriting. I really, it's, it's like I, I, my hands can't keep up with my brain. And so they just chicken scratch really fast to try to keep up with it. And so I, I hesitate to put stuff up because, you know, I'm I'm like, well, I need to sit down at the computer and then, oh, well then I don't really like that font. So let me find a different font. (laughs) So I just, you know, at this point, I just need to put my kids in charge of putting stuff up and I, you know, they'll come home from church sometimes and get papers or whatnot and I'll just stick that up. And, and I love that idea. I, I need to, you don't happen to have a section on Pinterest on your Pinterest account that has like scripture printables. Do you? I might, Maybe I you should. Feel like do those all the time, but yeah, I do have some, I have some that are scriptures and then I have a whole board about praying for your kids, but I, I don't know. Awesome. And that, I, that's just something that I would love to do more of. And I'm sure a lot of people listening would too, because it's not something that I really even thought about until yeah, not that long ago. Especially now with so much, so many printables and things being oh. out there that look nice. There's so many good people. You know, Jesse Conley from Naptime Diaries. Mm-hmm. There's another one called Amen Printables or something. That just everybody has great things because it's just so important. Well, I'll, we have about. 10 more minutes or so to go chatting. And I want to make sure to cover this other amazing resource that you have. So the holidays are coming up and it's Christmas, which is just so much. It just entails so much. It's this wonderful, (laughs) meaningful thing. It takes over our world. (laughs) What? It takes over our world. Yes. Yes. And it's this amazing, wonderful thing. And yet it also kind of looms because there's so much to do with it. What, um, tell us a little bit about the truth in the tinsel ebook that you wrote. You, you know, you said you wanted to be a book writer and here you have two different uh, books, three, cause you have it in Spanish now, technically. Oh, I, yes. I clearly did not do anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about truth in the tinsel, what inspired you to write it and how we can use it. Yeah. I'll just okay. start with that. Well, um, it, <laughs> I can't even describe how awesome the whole thing has been and how it's such a God thing that it has been. So everything that I say, take with the knowledge that I feel very honored that the Lord has used me in this. So um, when Lydia was about, it was all the same time about starting Impress Your Kids. It was really about the same time. She was not even two yet. And she turned, she would, she turns two in January. So she was almost two. And I got this little um, advent calendar book. So it was like a book, but in the very back, it had these little flaps and you would lift one up each day. And, and I don't know, then you'd go read the first page. It was kind of a weird book. And the first day it said, it told this little story and then you were supposed to make a little ornament. And I don't even remember what it was, but something about Christmas. And so we just like cut it out of construction paper and made an ornament. And then the next day you were supposed to like go out and look at the stars or something really weird that you could not do with a little kid. And, and like in the middle of the day, I, I don't know. So Lydia wanted to make an ornament. So we just made another one. And again, it was like a piece of construction paper or like a, a pipe cleaner. There was nothing creative about it. And so every day, whatever the book said, 
I ended up not reading all of the book. Whatever the book said, we would just make an ornament and not do their activity. And so we had this little string hanging from the bottom of our window that we had clipped all these little ornaments to that we had made. And they were just like, okay, so it was like about sheep, so we got a cotton ball. Or if it was like, I mean, there was there was nothing cool at all, but she wasn't even two. So. And the next year, um, that during that time, I had heard about Jesse Tree, and I thought, oh, Jesse Tree sounds so awesome. I'm totally going to do it, that with Lydia. Well, she's like almost three, and I think I'm going to do Jesse Tree with her. <laughs> so we start doing it, but we do the same thing where we make an ornament ourselves. And she, I didn't, the second day, I'm like, I don't even get this. I cannot explain this to her. So we just went back to reading the Bible story. We were just read through the scriptures and, you know, like in Luke and Matthew, whatever. And I would just make up when I bumped into something, I would just make an ornament about it. You know, a little thing of Mary or an angel or whatever. And we did it like basically every year for like three years. And I semi-blogged it a little bit, just like, hey, look, this is what we did or whatever. And I felt I said one time, man, I should write this into an ebook. This was before ebooks were like on every single corner. And I didn't do it because I was lazy or whatever. <laughs> and then the next year, which was last year, is I don't know. I just had this thing inside of me and it was just heat. And I just had to I had to write it and had to get it out there. And um, you know, I brought it to Relevant, which is now a loom, and I honestly it felt hot in my bag. Like I was like, I have to talk to someone about this and someone has to tell me that this is a good idea and I can get this done. And I mean, we just we just got it done. We I had my mom come over and we made all these ornaments and took pictures of them and my brother designed it and I wrote it and there's not it's it's not it's more the organization of it than there is all the words that you're following. And so basically what you do is you read a passage of scripture straight from the Bible. I think that's very important that you, you read to your kids from the Bible, not just from Bible storybooks, because mm-hmm. God's word is living and active and I, I want to hear it. Um, and I want them to see me reading out of a Bible, mm-hmm. not just my phone or my computer all right. the time. So you read that and then the kids listen for a little clue. And so there's a little clue that you, and, and it's just like light or laugh or marry or whatever it is. And um, then when they hear it, then you say, yeah, we're going to be talking about how Jesus is the light today. And then we make a little ornament out of it. And I tell you all the supplies, give you a little tutorial. And some of them include like printable templates so that you can cut them out. And then there's a few, like, there's just a little talking point about it. And they're not always like this big application. It's just kind of like letting your kid think about the story and getting to know the details of the story. And then there's one little extension activity, like, you know, sing the song or call your dad and tell him, thanks for being like Joseph and being a good dad or, you know, mm-hmm. what, nothing super, super big, nothing that's really intense. Um, but it has been, I think it's re- what's really cool about it is that you're reading the scripture a lot. I think that's so important and kids can't meditate on scripture, but they can, meditate on it through doing a little craft, talking about it and Mm -hmm. using their hands. And so I think that's what's important about it is that you're helping kids internalize scripture. Mm -hmm. And bringing it down to their level in a way that they can understand. And I think that's why I like your blog and the things that you do so much, because I am, I think I'll be a great teenager mom. And and my older, my (laughs) oldest daughter is 10 and we're starting to have great conversations. But like my passion would be like to read through John Maxwell books with my kids or, you know, <laughs> Dave Ramsey books. I, I don't know, to discuss deep, deep <laughs> theological leadership points. And my five-year-old just doesn't get that, and I don't know why. But, he, you know, he totally relates to crafts, and so do my eight-year-old. And, and so 
the things that you write and the things that you share and the ideas that you have really helped me to bring things to their level in ways that they can understand and, and ways that they can really process through ideas and concepts and things on their own and make it their own. And, and I love that about the things that you've put out there. Yeah, well, kids are so black and white. They 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 can't do metaphors and and all this thing. You just need to show showing them small details and letting them just think about it and um, and work on it for a while and hear it several times is super important. What would you say are some of the simplest and most effective things that you've done to impress your kids with God's word or with the purpose of Christmas or the meaning meaning of Christmas? Well, uh, clearly this whole truth and tinsel thing, you know, I did it with my kids before has just been really important, but in general about the Bible in general, but then specifically about Christmas, there's just something I always say, (laughs) this is what what my mom, my mom is a children's pastor I mentioned. And so this is what we always talk about. Like, if you just do these three things, (laughs) this will change your kids' lives. You need to be reading Christian books to them, books that talk about the Lord. It doesn't have to be like the John Maxwell book, but you know, (laughs) books that are about the Lord and about his word. And you need to be listening to Christian music. And you can say that you don't like kids music or you don't like Christian music, but you need to have it in your house. You need to have that scripture and that um, praise and worship of the Lord in your home. You just do. And um, and you need to go to church. <laughs> and those sound so trite, but the reason they're trite is because they're true. And the reason they're, and, and the reason it's so important for kids is because kids are foundation what we're doing for our kids are foundational mm-hmm. so for me for like at Christmas. And this is just me. I'm not saying you have to do this. Like we just don't do secular Christmassy stuff. So like, I don't have any very many Santa Christmas books because I want to talk about Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, to me, that's really important. We, this is really weird. You guys are gonna think I'm weird, but like the, <laughs> The song that says, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. I don't, we don't have it on our iPod and there's, it's not a sin to listen to it, but because my kids are young and impressionable and they don't know everything that I know, I'm going to protect them and protect their minds and only put in the big things that I want. Now, when they're like 10, that might be a completely different story. We'll watch all the Santa Claus movies and we'll, you know, do all that because they'll understand at that point. But when they're teeny tiny, those things are super important to me that we're just focusing on the really important things of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Does that, that, does that totally <laughs> make sense? And I love your heart about it because somebody could say the exact same thing and be doing it out of fear, mm-hmm. but you're saying it and you're doing it out of intentionality and out of purpose, like that whole big rocks in the jar thing right now with your kids little, you're just putting the big stuff in and there just isn't room for all that other stuff. Let me tell you, my kids, there is nothing unmagical about Christmas at our house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not they are missing out on not seeing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They, they they have no idea. They think Christmas is the most awesome time of the year, but the magic is Jesus. That sounds so cheesy, but I'm sorry, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so good. I love those three points, reading Christian books, listening to Christian music, and going to church. And again, it can all sound so formulaic, but mm-hmm. just the, you know, if somebody's trying to to get fit or, you know, there's seasons when I really want to exercise and seasons when I really don't, frankly. And when I'm in those seasons of when I don't, I try to read and follow as many fitness people on Instagram or Twitter or blogs as I can, because just constantly seeing that inspires me 
and challenges me and kind of calls me up right. um, to rise up to be like, okay, yeah, that's what I want to do. And even even if it seems like I'm not paying attention to them, just constantly having that input. And I think by giving our kids those great books, listening to music that ingrains scripture um, into their head so that when they are in a season when they can um, when they encounter a problem or an issue, they can pull from those resources. And, and it can feel like the normal thing to do like this, this, I guess it was last week was Halloween last week. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. It's going back Christmas in all the stores. So it's hard. (laughs) Right. Uh, last week, our church did this outreach and they got all the fifth and sixth graders and, um, not all of them actually, they, there are 40 spots. And because my daughter had seen her older friends do it, she wanted one of those 40 spots. And so I had to like reply to email to make sure that she got in. And basically (laughs) they did um, kind of these sets, these performances on Mm -hmm. one of the busiest trick-or-treating streets in our town. And they did puppets. You'd be proud of that. Uh, Drama (laughs) and a a dance like to like a Toby Mac song. And then kids shared their God story and they practiced Mm -hmm. for like 15 hours um, over the course of several weeks just to get ready for it. And man, I was nearly crying when I went because they just did such an excellent job. And and at the end, after a kid shared their God story, I saw kids raise their hands saying that they wanted to know more about Jesus. And I saw my daughter walk over to a little boy and talk with him and pray with him. And I think on Sunday, I heard that the last tally, like 15 people, including a family, and actually I heard a, a drug dealer um, unbelievable. came to know the Lord. And and that only happened because my kids go to church, because I'm not going to put together, have my kids put together a drama. Exactly. And exactly. But being, and, yeah, being surrounded by And the thing about that. those, like you said, those three things and what they're not hard things. So it's not like you're like, oh, well, I have to do a Bible study every day and I have to do a craft every day and I have to, you know, what teach sermons or whatever. And you, I have to be a Bible scholar. You don't. There's just, it's simple. Take your kids to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does, you're right. It does make it simple because we're not writing the books or making the music or right. holding church. We're just giving them those resources. Right. So um, maybe a, a, one Last question to kind of wrap it up. What are some of the best resources that you found in those three areas? Um, Obviously not the church one, because that would only apply to Georgia. But um, (laughs) as far as Christian books or music that has impressed your kids? Oh, my goodness. Well, I could go on all day about that. Um, Music. Okay. I mean, again, my kids listen to kids music. Okay. And some of it is like old school kids music. So like they still listen to salty and the donut man, (laughs) but of course we love Yancey and seeds, um, family worship and the risers. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of someone else who's straight scripture. There's just so many good uh, kids albums out that focus on God's word. Um, and as far as books, of course, I think everyone should own the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. If you do not own that book, you have to go get it right now. And get the copy with the CD version. My son loves yes. listening to it. Yes. Um, goodness, books. I mean, I could go on and on about those. The one that I love right now is anything by Liz Curtis Higgs. She has all these mm-hmm. parables for the holidays. And so with Christmas coming up, the Pine Tree Parable is outstanding. I love it. Um, Francis Chan has some kids books, which are really good. Really? I love Francis Chan. Um, and 
oh, I don't know. I've just got so many books. I, honestly, you know what I do is I go to the um, library and I just type in Zonder Kids and Standard Publishing and just Tommy Nelson and just put all those in and just see what comes up and read them. And it, if they turn out to be terrible, it's no big deal. They're from the library. <laughs> Karma Wilson, who wrote Bear Stays Up and Bear Snores On and all those, she has some um, faith books that are really good, too. I like those. Awesome. Um, but I will. I do have one tip about church. Okay. Um, that you, uh, you know, I come from children's ministry background, and I have been around churches that do not love kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning that they do not put money into the children's program and they do not give them space or time or attention. And so, if you are in the middle of a place where you don't have a church or you you need a church, make sure that your church loves kids mm-hmm. and that they are helping you raise your kids for the Lord, because um, you know. They are still in the. Sh- they are still the lambs of, you know, of God. You're. It's not just the shepherd taking care of the adult sheep. There's still these little kid sheep, and so just make sure that your church is paying attention to your kids in a good way. Clearly, Cat, your church is doing awesome stuff yeah. with your kids. Uh, our our children's pastor likes to say that he doesn't believe when children come to know the Lord that they get the junior Holy Spirit. Absolutely, and so they full like they. They call them out just like we do in big church. They ask kids during services to, you know, if they need prayer and they have other kids pray for them. And they Absolutely. do these outreaches with 10-year-olds. And Ugh. so, uh, you know, I we don't live in the ideal too. city in the world. <laughs> you know, we could live – my husband works from home, so we could live anywhere in the world mm-hmm. technically. But we live here just because our kids are so getting loved on and invested mm-hmm. in and inspired and that's just that's priceless, and I think that's an excellent piece of advice that you have there. Um, that's good stuff. Well, um, I think that's about it for today's podcast. Um, any last words, thoughts, or anything you want to share, Amanda? And if not, just share your blog address with us. And uh, well, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you, Cat, because you are one of my heroes, and so I love talking to you. And um, you know, just that you have. Your whole book has inspired me too and has changed. I, I mean, me reading books about prayer started because of being up for hello mornings. And so mm-hmm. I just love how God's, you know, body works together. And so I'm just thankful for you and for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm oamanda.com and on Twitter, I'm oamanda because someone else has my oamanda. And I've tweeted her so many times. I know. I love it because she's 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 like in college. She's got a foul mouth, and she anyway. So I love it that she's always getting tweets from other people. Like, oh, thanks for blessing my heart, Amanda. Or I know, like, thanks for that Veggie Tales movie, Amanda. <laughs> someday it'll be a great story there. I think. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're listening in, I'll have all the links and all the incredible resources that we've talked about in the show notes. So be sure to tune in um, and check those out on the blog at inspiredtoaction.com. My name is Kat Lee, and I'm here with Amanda White from oamanda.com. And you're listening to the Inspired to Action podcast. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. But you can check out all the shows and other resources, including free ebooks and prayer calendars at my blog at inspiredtoaction.com. And if you think this podcast would encourage other moms, I'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to rate it in iTunes. But I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. And I hope you've been encouraged and challenged and, well, you know, inspired to action. So don't forget that you are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. 
So go be awesome. Later.